0: Hey there, everybody! It's Reverend Tasha Blackburn with the One Pres Pod, back again this week for our episode of Wait What, uh, as we take a deep dive into the Book of Jonah, and I've got Phil Blackburn here with me as well.
1: Well, hello, Tasha! It's so nice to be with you today.
0: Oh my goodness! For those of you who do follow the podcast, you know this one is dropping a little bit late this week, uh, which um, the consequences of which mean that we are sitting at our dining room table. So. Thank you for acting like that was a surprise, Phil.
1: Yeah. And this is my (laughs) fault. I had uh, LASIK eye surgery on Wednesday, which kind of disrupted things for us this week.
0: He did, but he is among the sighted. Yes. And uh, things went well.
1: I, I naively thought that I might be able to record this on Wednesday afternoon after the surgery. That was not possible life is is a
0: series of learnings right so here we are on
1: Saturday we're talking about uh the giant fish that ate Jonah I know you've done a lot of research Tasha you've looked a lot into this you preached the sermon on it so tell us once and for all Tasha what type of fish (laughs) was it that uh swallowed Jonah on that fateful day in the Mediterranean Sea what type
0: no clue You know, some translations say it's a sea serpent. Some say a big sea creature. Some say a whale. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Something big. Maybe it was Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. Um, Anyway, it doesn't matter. It does not matter what the fish was. Um, What matters is... That's not what I've heard. Now stop. What matters is uh, Jonah's in the belly of it for three days and three nights. And at the end of that time... Uh, we are offered this sort of prayer and song that he has in the belly of it. And so uh, what we talked about a lot um, in the sermon and then in the follow-up physical class uh, was, you know, it, a lot of times we want to flippantly throw around how well we know God's will, right? And mm-hmm. we kind of take it fairly casually, or we can And I think, um, this example of Jonah in the belly of the fish really should remind us one of the really good news of being a Christian is that we believe that the unknowable God chose to become knowable, (laughs) chose to come close to us, but let's not forget he's also mystery. He's also, uh, not us. And so I think it helps us, uh, to remember, um, that God's will is complicated and maybe we should speak of it only if we also could speak of it in the belly of the fish. That's when we're kind of maybe get closest to the humility we need. So we kind of talked so about in that the dark in the moments. sermon. Well, you want to speak to it from the breadth of of um, of experience and God's will can't simply be about what's good for Tasha. I mean, I would love that. Uh, you would love that uh, if it, if God's will was just what was good for us. But this is deeper than that and broader than that and more mysterious than that, than personal uh, jumping from strength to strength. And the really difficult part, and we talked about some of this in the class, is, um, as I said in the sermon, there are blessings to be found in, um, that deep in the belly of the fish that will never be experienced if we sit at the top of the surface, if we bob along the surface of the water, right? That's the really, we don't want to throw that around lightly. And I would never want to put that on someone else who's having a hard time. Please do not go find a friend or family member who's having a hard time and say, but aren't you feeling deeper blessing than you ever would have before, right? That's not for us to throw around. But I do think that is a truth that people speak of. Who have come out of it um, and in our the physical class at the bakery district one of our members said she goes I found that part of your sermon really upsetting she said I don't want to have to go deep <laughs> like I want I want all the faith and faithfulness in my relationship with God I want that to go all the distance it can while I sort of Bob along the surface and who doesn't who none of us would wish the belly of the fish on anybody. But there are people who've been there and who then can speak truths about it that they will not speak casually. I don't know. What do you think, Phil?
1: Well, I feel like you're talking around things. And well, I, feel I probably like you, am. You, you I think should, it's
0: hard stuff.
1: Well, I think you should be more direct in, in what you're trying to say here about um, the relationship between suffering yeah. and faith that's what you're trying to say yeah so i think you should be explicit about it
0: well and in the class we talked about you know um the ways of god are not the ways um of most anything else we see Uh, god cares about joy not happiness and they are not the same thing Mm -hmm. uh god cares about god's glory not our personal glory uh and god cares about this is really tough language but god cares about us dying to self dying to self not self aggrandizement did i use that did i say that right aggrandizement mm-hmm. i mean not about self-glory we're supposed to die to self that's what scripture teaches us that's what jesus teaches us what's that look like
1: well that's where we're getting more towards the yeah rubber hitting the road because Jonah has very few admirable qualities. He almost always makes the worst possible decision. Um, but you get an echo of that when he tells the sailors to throw him over overboard. He can't do it himself, so he has not died to self. He has not taken up Jesus' admonition to pick up his cross.
0: No.
1: Um, but he has taken a step in that direction mm-hmm. and then ends up in the fish. So this is the really hard thing, I think, from our perch here we talk about this. I feel like a lot. Yeah. In in modern America, um, modern American Christianity is not sacrificial; it is prosperity based, mm-hmm. by and large. Even there's even a whole movement right. called prosperity yes. gospel. Even mm-hmm. traditions unlike ours, and and what's happened is language like picking up your cross has been co opted and placed over like personal travails, like Jonah's not in the fish. Um like that's not just life happening to Jonah, right? Like that's not like cancer or losing his no, job. No, he
0: refuses to re- reply to his call. <laughs> right. He refuses to live out right. his call. And so there's consequences. Right. His
1: suffering itself is mm-hmm. directly theological mm-hmm. and directly related to what he's being asked to do. And that's the tricky bit. Yeah. Um, and that's the bit that I think um is very difficult to preach, it's very difficult to yeah. teach it's very difficult to embrace. Most of us are more like Jonah where we're like in our best moment we're like okay fine throw me overboard. But that's as close as we're ever going to get to jumping. <laughs> yeah. And and so that to me is the the thing to examine there is in what ways like if you want to take a baby step in what ways am i willing to be made uncomfortable by my faith? Yes. And in that discomfort What might I discover about myself as a spiritual person and about the God that I worship?
0: Yes. And that is threading a needle because as you've rightly pointed out, that's not the same as cancer. Mm
1: -mm.
0: (laughs) You know, and so um, something I would want to be very clear about is much of scripture actually is about debunking um, the misunderstanding that suffering equals sin right? Much of scripture speaks against that. Um, The whole book of Job Mm -hmm. is about, will you quit linking suffering with sin? Um, John's gospel speaks of it uh, most clearly uh, with the blind man, right? Mm -hmm. When the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, who sinned? That guy or his parents? There's no question in their mind that somebody sinned to lead to this physical suffering. And Jesus basically is like, I wish you'd stop that. (laughs) So much of scripture is about debunking and trying to decouple the idea that we still couple sometimes of just life suffering Mm -hmm. and that being sin. Um, but the idea that God might have you suffer for a particular reason, boy, oh boy, that is more up for grabs. (laughs) Yeah. That's more up for grabs. And that's that needle to thread of, um, my call, To be a Christian is not to always feel comfortable. Uh My my that specific kind of suffering, that specific kind of as you said, sacrifice, is not the same as that that effort Scripture makes to decouple sin and suffering. Right. Yeah, it's some deep stuff. um, It has that. I will say, you know, in the sermon, and for those who uh, I think it was even online. Uh, I had a picture for everybody to see of this uh, carving at a, the Church of St. Peter and St. Paul in a tiny little town, Dysnykny, dus, dus, I think, Poland. Um, and it's, not, it's a carving of the whale with his mouth open wide. And it's not just a carving, it's their pulpit. And so whoever preaches there has to stand in the mouth of the whale to preach. And I, I do think... Getting back to all of this, this deep and really mysterious stuff, um, I would want us to enter it with humility um, as if kind of that mouth is right behind you all the time. So we kind of talked about that as a visual even for ourselves. Um, What's it mean to say you know the will of God? Um, We can. God has allowed it. God has allowed himself to be known which is amazing in and of itself. But let's also enter that with a little bit of shaky knees and a little bit of humility Humility, here. Humility,
1: yes.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's an interesting... You know, Jonah's only like four pages long. Yeah. But he's an interesting little guy here. Um, Well, and I guess we, we really should... We'd be remiss if we don't mention that of all the prophets... Not very many get mentioned, uh, in the new Testament and Jonah does because Jesus, when he's asked to perform a sign and be impressive and show everybody, um, how close to God he is, he says the only sign he's going to give them is the sign of Jonah, which is, he's going to be in the belly for three days and three nights. And of course, Jesus is referring to the tomb. Uh, they don't necessarily know that at the time. Uh, but it is interesting. That's the Lord we follow. Like, talk about sacrifice. Um, that's who we follow is someone who says, the sign I give is that I'll, I'm gonna, I'm going to suffer. Yeah, so Jonah gets a shout-out in the New Testament, too.
1: Way to go, Jonah. Pretty good
0: for five pages. It's
1: not bad. <laughs> yeah. And, he, you know, he's the prophet most people know, uh-huh. but really all they know is this particular story. Of the fish. The fish. Which most people call a whale. hmm But a whale's a mammal.
0: Oh, my. Are fish. we getting into this now? Fish is not.
1: <laughs> uh, Oceanographer you know, that you sir, are. Marine yes. Marine biologist. Oh, biologist. Oh,
0: marine biologist. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: But, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think if if you're interested, it really depends. Jonah and the prophets are books that really aren't for every Christian. Um and I don't mean that in a jerky sort of way. It's just they're more advanced. They're more challenging.
0: They are not an intro no, um,
1: to your faith. No. And, yeah. and they really require, I think, some broader perspective. Uh, not to give too much of a spoiler, but tomorrow uh, when, when I preach, we'll be talking about a, a line in Jonah that probably is surprising to people. You don't want to create an entire theology around any single line of scripture, but you want to bring it into conversation. And I think that's the great utility of Jonah is bringing this story of a reluctant prophet and a merciful God into conversation with the greater narrative of scripture. It's pretty interesting when you introduce Jonah into that conversation. You know, it's, it reminds me a lot of the famous theologian uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer who talked about cheap and costly grace. Yeah. Jonah's costly grace. It's mm-hmm. a reminder that it's costly grace. Grace is something that is expensive. It, it, God sacrifices a great deal for it and then we sacrifice a great deal to participate in it. Mm-hmm. Cheap grace uh, is cliches and platitudes and calling ourselves a good cr- Christian person uh, because we go to church a couple times a month, or we're nice to people, or yeah. we don't do anything really, really, really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, y- you know, it's part of a larger story, part of a larger narrative, um, and and don't be bogged down by, by. I'm making fun of it. Don't be bogged down by the fish and the whale. If you do that, you're losing the whole point.
0: Yeah. Of, well, of in the this story. next week and this next two weeks, Mm -hmm. this week and next week, we're going to get to the point of Jonah, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, as you have mentioned in our conversations together, it's a little bit hard to talk about him piece by piece because he is Mm -hmm. of a whole. There is kind of one very clear message here um, that we're about to get to. And Mm -hmm. I I just think it's a fascinating uh, point to Jonah. I think it sounds like something that could be going on in my life yesterday you right. know I, to me it is very contemporary uh and mm. and we it's not feel ancient the yep. point of jonah yep. it is lived experience that many mm. of us have had so mm. we're going to get to that
1: yeah in and the I next think, couple of weeks and i think one of the things to kind of put a coda on all this let's say you're listening to this podcast and you're a very like stressed out and worn thin person like right now Lots and lots of people are having difficult times for lots and lots of different reasons. And you flip on this podcast looking for, well, looking in the wrong place for inspiration and hope, (laughs) to be honest. Thank you. But you're looking for, for inspiration and hope and something to get you through your day. And you hear about how you need to sacrifice more. Yeah. And so what I would say to that is to remember in our beliefs and theology, there is a relationship, a symbiotic relationship as Tasha mentioned, between a very specific type of selflessness and suffering and joy. Yeah. And the joy that comes with the release of the self.
0: Exactly. It's a gift to die to self. The
1: joy, yes. Boy, does
0: that seem like an oxymoron or whatever that is. is. But it is. It's a gift to die to self. It is.
1: And to just accept this is what is being asked of me in this moment and here's what I have to give to that and I'm going to give it. And those those moments will be large and small over the course of our lives. Sometimes we have to hunt for them. Sometimes they slap us in the face. But nonetheless, um, I think if we reflect on our most to me, it's it's a good conversation too. Like I always talk about like parenting doesn't make me happy, but it brings me great joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you
0: have mentioned that first. I've part mentioned before that before. Me, yes. Like
1: it's like it's not like. It is. But you know what I mean? It's like, there's a lot of elements of raising a child that aren't fun. Yeah. Like when you have a small child, like changing diapers, nobody's like, I've never heard anybody say, I really love this part. But
0: what shallow categories that is. Right. Right?
1: Exactly. Watching the child grow, you know, building a relationship, discovering the personality that the child has, uh, watching them make a decision, which fills you with pride. uh, Those things bring joy and they bring joy uh, that was hard won. If yeah. you have children.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah. and, and so I think that's the and way. Meaning, yes.
0: There are many things to say is that is that fun? Does mm-hmm. it make me happy? Is it easy? Mm-hmm. Um does it give me energy even? Even the give energy, those are okay. Yeah. But really, what shallow they only go so deep. Right. Um the deeper Uh, uh, categories of Mm -hmm. life are did it bring me joy? Does it bring meaning? Does it bring purpose? Um, Does it ask something of me? You know, those are the whoa, I mean those are the heftier categories of life that are not easily going to fit in a balloon animal. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And so they again, it defies it defies cheapness. Yeah. Um, Nobody nobody raises a child well nobody I'll just, nobody raises a child cheap <laughs> like it's costly
0: yeah it costs yeah. but
1: it's it's a price that i think many parents and find, we don't mean
0: the cost right, no, of the right no not talking pods. about college yeah
1: yeah uh, it is a cost that most parents find worth the price uh-huh and it's because of the joy the meaning the structure our faith works similarly yeah Uh, and that's what Jonah points us back to. He never finds, spoiler alert, he never finds the joy.
0: I know that's why I like it. I
1: know. (laughs) I mean, Jonah never finds the joy. Yeah. Which, but, uh, you like to believe that maybe offstage later in life, he looks back on his experience with the Ninevites and thinks, you know, that wasn't bad work. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe the other thing I would say and I do know we need to close it out but as you said uh, for people who really are feeling worn thin or mm-hmm. feeling um and I know it's a very specific uh, type of suffering that is being asked of Jonah I want to stay clear on that but I will say more broadly um this does speak to such a huge theme in our scriptures which is these prayers of lament mm-hmm. these songs of lament that's what he does in the whale, he he cries out. He says some really hard things. You know, like, I feel like I'm dying, Lord. You know, and I'm not sure anybody cares. Um, I take great comfort in that personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forget the percentage. I think like a third of the psalms are psalms of lament. I mean, a big yeah. chunk of them. And what it says to me is, A, somebody's been there before. Yes. <laughs> you know, B, you bring all of your life mm-hmm. to God. You don't... This is not like your boss right. where you need to only say the nice things kind right. of. You bring everything to him. Um, and uh, he didn't find that offensive at all. He He identifies that as relationship. So we have that going on in Jonah too. I mean, I don't want to broaden too far, but if there is a struggle in your life and you have felt like it's unfaithful to cry out to God mm-hmm. about it or to... Or to even blame God, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you'd be about the hundred and third person to do it. Just in the Bible, mm-hmm. um, that you bring it all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you bring it all, and you trust that God would rather have the relationship and have it be real um, than have it be uh, sanitized.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So that that's going on there too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good place to leave it for this week. So uh, we will. We will have another podcast for you next week.
0: We'll be more on time, right? Maybe.
1: Okay. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, hope everybody has a great weekend and we will talk to you later. Until next time. Peace. Peace.